Welcome back to the Sydney Sec Time to dissect all the action at Rose Hill Gardens this afternoon. As I said, $3.8 million up for grabs. The feature is the $1 million Golden Rose a little later on. Let's get stuck into these markets, courtesy of Sportsbet. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelpotline.org.au. Race one is the highway handicap. Over 1,500 metres, it's a class two. Good push here for the six atmospheric rock. There's been substantial deductions, but 650 into 290. Desert Miss, your second favourite, 550 into 3. And the three Al Ash Lad nine fifty into six dollars. Mick, yeah, take the kitty comes out. I think this is a race that atmospheric rock can win. It's been there and thereabouts. Now it gets to fifteen hundred meters. I think it has the race at its mercy, mate. Yeah, it's been uh, well supported both times, hasn't it? So and it was wide no, it was wide no cover last time out in that highway handicap won by Stormy Witness. It goes around in this race, and you'd think third up just about peaks, wouldn't it? Ready to go. How do you uh, see the track playing before we move on to race two? Mate? Ah, thank you for reminding me. I forgot to read my rundown. Silly from a host. Uh, track walk information, I can read it to you here. I've got it here. Rails in run should provide some advantage. We are forecasting lanes two to six to be the place where the majority of the winners come from. So how I read that is uh, try and hug the rail as best you can in the run and just get a fraction away from it in the home straight. Yeah, and really important, those 11 and 1,200-metre races uh, on on rail, on speed horses, going to be favoured there, mate. Absolutely. Let's move on to race two. This is the 1,300 midway, the benchmark 72. Favourite here, well-supported peace officer for Car- uh, Clary Connors and Nashville Willer. Uh, one first up, 7.30 into 2.15. Sorry, 2.70 into 2.15. Flying Destiny is your second favourite, five into 420 and victory lanes had support 16 into 11 dollars yeah there's a horse here that represents a really good bidding opportunity now so peace office has been very well backed comes out of a really nice wyong win did it quite easily but so does flying destiny and i think the punters have missed it so it's second favorite around that four dollar 20 mark its sectionals were enormous slightly better than peace officers granted they were different races slightly different setups different distances but it could only win it's now drawn barrier one sits on speed exactly where we want it to be over that 1,300 metres. That's a bet for me. Race two, number two, Flying Destiny, one of the better bets of the day, Nick. Oh, I like that. I'm not going to take you on, but I'm just going to throw Ben the knee in there for Kim Wars get the, gets the blinkers uh, on. Uh, sound return, I thought, at Canterbury last time out. Has placed at stakes level when second up and just thought that $16 mark with sports bet might be a little bit over the odds. On to race three. Now, this is the benchmark 88. We had a really good benchmark 88 at the back end of the program last week, won by Kibo or Kibu. Uh, this one's not far off in terms of quality. It's over the 1,900 metres. Your favourite is How Good Are You? As I keep saying, that's not a question for you, Mick. That's the horse's name. 310 into $2.70, Marquess. Can you get your thoughts on this, Galloper? 3.70 into 2.80 and Tazarel for the Snowdens. It's been the best-backed runner in the race in terms of market percentages. $9 into $5. That's some move for that horse, and there's a big push for it, Tazarel. Mm. is pretty good throughout the, uh, we'll call it the winter now uh, now comes into what I'd suggest is probably a much harder race here. You've got two really progressive gallopers here and how good are you and Marquess. The difference here, a two and a half kilo weight swing to Marquess. Zach Lloyd on board, draws barrier one, maps to do absolutely no work behind how good are you. Just needs a little bit of luck. Mm. And I think Marquess will get the job done. I've made him the best of the day. Ooh, there you go. Look, he was just a bit skinny for mine. I've gone with Logan Street each way, 14 into 10 with sports bet. Good run at stakes level two back and then just got uh, not too bad behind the flying just fine last start. I thought this was maybe a fraction easier. What price uh, just fine in this race? Just on just fine. What, $1.10? Just on just fine. Yeah. Um, Metrop at, at its mercy. 
Uh, it was a bit weak late, but with these on-speed horses, they're entitled to be. Sometimes the, I'm noticing the pros like the strong late splits at the moment. They must okay. all the all the all the data crunches must be going for them. So I wonder if we get a price about him on the day. Well, I'll tell you what, entitled entitled to be weak because it got taken yeah. on at the 800, the 600. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. If I was he, exhausted watching it. If he can keep going, he's definitely the one. Let's put it that way. Hey, let's move on to the first of our stakes races. This is the Heritage Stakes. Now, we had Gay Waterhouse on the show last Saturday morning. She told us there's a three-year-old you can just back next week. He goes by the name of Royal Tribute. Markets courtesy of Sportsbet say Royal Tribute's your second favourite at $3. They've got the unbeaten colt Osmosis from Bjorn Baker's Yard as your favourite. 215, just a touch soft out to 235. I want to get your thoughts on the market there later on today and your third favorite is celestial legend 9.50 into seven dollars and such is the spruik on these two at the top of the market that a horse like barber who was favorite or second favorite for a group one blue diamond only a few months ago is struggling to get into single figures he's nine bucks in from 13. how about barber it's just been nommed everywhere accepted hasn't turned up here yep. we are now he's nominated to take my kids to daycare next week <laughs> why not anyway. too good you yeah. this is a racing too i think it's that's quite obvious royal tribute comes out of the hawkesbury um, maiden victory, which rated quite well. I do have my worries about anything that comes out of Hawkesbury in regards to ratings. It's just a, something that... Mm. I know it, what you mean. It grazes me up. And sometimes yep. you see these huge figures and you think that's great. I find them difficult to trust. Osmosis absolutely uh, destroyed Royal Tribute last time they met. Has to be screwed down. Looking for an Everest spot. I'm happy to take you on, Nico. I'm going with Osmosis. I think it's going to, going to sit outside leader here, outside mm. Royal Tribute, and kick Clear. Okay, well, you can have him. I'm with Royal Tribute. I'm going to make him my best for the day as well. Love it. Uh, as I said, he considered race fitness to Osmosis uh, last preparation. He meets out Galloper with a fitness advantage this time, and he also um, ran sensational time, suggesting he's come back in good order. I'll take the trusted commodity at this stage. All right, let's move on to uh, race five of the program this afternoon. It's the Colin Stephen quality. Now, this is often seen as a, a lead-up to the um, Metrop in Saturday week. And this is the best-backed runner all day. I went through all the figures last night, and I can see the flux haven't changed. Number seven, Al Abir for Chris Waller and Joe Marrera, $7 into three sixty. That's a firm of around 14% in terms of market percentages. I think the next biggest firm all day was around nine, uh, 8 or 9%. So those that like to follow the market moves, this is your biggest go all day. Race five, number seven, Al Abir. Has been very well backed, and rightfully so. There's a 2,400-meter win here last preparation in the Winter <laughs> Cup. Gets Joe Marrera aboard now. 2,400 meters, first time this preparation. It makes sense. It, it makes plenty of sense to me. In saying that, though, I'm I'm with Athabasakan. I think only has to repeat the figure at round last start to be very, very close. You're getting a good price around the $5 mm. mark. But it's one of these staying races where it just wouldn't surprise you any result here. Verona was good of an unsuitable race uh, shape last start and was a very, very good run before. So now has three runs over 2,400 metres. I would love to hear the stable come out and say she's going to sit a little more forward in the run, mm. given it's her third um, go at 2,400 metres. If they do that, she becomes a bet. But I, I, I look, difficult staying race. Naturally, they all are. Have you got any opinion? Well, I, I was interested in Verona. I mean, she looked so awesome winning two starts ago. Uh, and then last up was okay behind Athabaskan. Uh, the other one I think you can just throw into the mix is my man, Johnny Sargent. He's got one creeping around here at 20 to 1. And it goes by the name of Outlander. Mm. Um, ran into just fine over the mile two starts ago. We keep speaking about that form line because that horse is proper. 
Uh, and then straight to 2,300 metres in the Newcastle Cup last time out. Was beaten a stack there, but will improve an absolute stack here. And I just wonder if this is a horse that's having a, a final tune-up for uh, a uh, Metrop in seven days' time, Mr. Gannon. Well, I like it. I had it marked $13.50. What price are we getting? Uh, you can have... Uh, what are we getting now? I've just turned over to the... $18. $18. You Thank so you for saving me there. Over the odds. And, over the odds. And definitely worth an each-way each way ticket. Something yeah. for the players if you don't want to tumble into the shorter prices. Let's uh, have a look at race six. We've got race six and seven, and then we're going to take a break and talk to Tommy Berry. Race six of the program. This is the Golden Pendant. What a great race it's been for around a decade now. Uh, is your favourite here. 216 to 245. Nash and Chris Waller team up. Her sectionals late was superb there. First up over 1,200 metres behind Sunshine in Paris. What? the back of that win got a slot in the Everest Australia's richest race uh, Zugotch is your second favourite at 3.30 then a tissue bless you no <laughs> only kidding uh, around $5.50 you don't want to joke about sneezing these days ever since COVID oh boy yeah. we, 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 used, we used to cough to cover up our farts now we fart to cover up our coughs <laughs> it's too good for you I tell you what this is a race I would love to hear what hope I'm... you're enjoying your breakfast by the way <laughs> I'd love to hear what Tommy Berry has to say because I suggest he'd be writing quite a few of these at track work here mm. a tissue Espiona and um, Zugotcha. I am with Zugotcha here. I've been waiting for uh, her to get to the 1400 metres. I think it's been a mixed preparation. I understand that Chris was thinking maybe it could she could have been an Everest horse. Turned out she's not. Um, but 1400 metres looks ideal. Ryan Moore, I think she's ready to peak here. I had her on top. Espiona was very good last start, as was a tissue. There's not much between them. I, I seem to think that Waller has this race at his mercy. Uh, yeah. Duh, top three in the in the market. Fair dinkum. He shouldn't get paid for those comments. But I think Zugotch is the one, Nick. That's okay. We'll pay you anyway, Mick. Uh, he did put his hand out when he came on the show two weeks ago, Chris, and said, look, I think we just got it wrong with her being an out-and-out sprinter. But you can't blame uh, someone for having a crack, uh, particularly at a race like the Everest. I'll just throw in, I've got Espiona on top, Mick, uh, Best last 600 metres of the day when resuming. I think that three-year-old ability we saw from her is finally all starting to come together. She's a belter, I think, it's the forgotten horse. Beaten less than two lengths by In Secret and Sunshine in Paris when resuming last preparation. That Sunshine in Paris ties in now with Espiona. And I just thought uh, she's a belter. It's probably the forgotten horse now at $13 with Sportsbet. Do you know a bit of narrative around this race? So you've got Nash riding for Chris. Yeah. And he looks to his left and he's got Ryan Moore. Looks to his right. Joe Marira. Do you reckon he's hungry? Do you reckon he's hungry to prove a point? Well, I think he, I mean, he's in such a good uh, position, Nash, because with J-Mac out, he's probably getting some of the good uh, Godolphin rides and he's, he really is making the most of it. And obviously he's one of uh, Chris Waller's go-to men as well. So he's been uh, probably the, 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 the greatest beneficiary of J-Mac being out and Huey being overseas. Huey obviously riding today at Caulfield. And he stood up, and that's the most important thing. Mm. We talked about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago, who was going to stand up and, and sort of take the mantle of a, you know, Sydney's premier rider, and Zach stood up, Zach Lloyd stood up, and so is Nash. It's so good to see. Mm. Interesting to, today, though, this is the acid test. Yeah, it really is. They've brought in two world-class jockeys, Joe Marira, who uh, will ride. We'll talk about militarise uh, after we speak to Tommy Berry. want to get his thoughts on the uh, Golden Rose as well. But before we do that, we've got another race to preview. This is the Shannon Stakes. Uh, it's over 1,500 metres. It's seen as a bit of a lead-up. A horse called Fat Ale, uh, a bit over a decade ago, ran second or third in this race for Gay, backed up a week later and won... 
the Epsom handicap. Uh, Waterford's your favourite here, 280 into 260. Returned as a guild in this preparation and was very good third from uh, the back in the back in the field behind Golden uh, uh, Golden Mile in a slowly run race. Uh, Cepheus is your second favourite, pretty solid around the five dollar mark for Matty Dunn and that man Nashra Willer. And then you got cross talk for Gain Adrian, uh, six seven into six fifty. I'll just go through a couple of more here. Kerwin's Lane eight out to ten, flying crazy. And I'll get you to talk about this run, a 9.50 out to $11. And I want to make a mention of Lions Raw, 35 into 17. Really good race. I can't wait for this race because Waterford was really good. It's a horse that we um, that Chris gave a good push to. Suggests he's come back bigger and better as a gelding. I mm. think that Flying Crazy is the value, though, and it still is because he's missed the start. He gets jockey upgrade. Draws an inside gate this time around. Was l- completely luckless. Meets Waterford two kilos better. And you're getting a much bigger price. So Flying Crazy is a horse I'm very, very keen to be with. I, I love your push, uh, Lions Raw. It has some really, really good figures. Yeah, he does. He's just, look, he's run into, he resumes here in what I would argue is his easiest first up assignment since his debut. Uh, these are the horses he's taken on since his debut. Uh, he, next preparation. So second prep, Mwunga. First up. Then first up, he runs into Aegon, who's a group one sort of wait for age horse. Then Zaki. Surely I don't need to tell you about him. Then Velana. And then last preparation, beaten two and a half lengths by Animo. There is no horse in this field that's anywhere near Animo's class. Damien Lane in the saddle. John O'Shea is a good conditioner of racehorses. I reckon this could be a little bit of a, uh, a bit of a set play to come here first up and really shake it up. I love it. I love it. And that's... Oh, that's such a good, such a good angle from you. That's yeah, I found one, and I, ex- I? And I, ex- I expected I'm, it. I'm full of a lot of other things. It's taken three weeks, but we've got there. Lions Raw. That, that's a good angle. Waterford. What are your thoughts? Two dollars seventy. Is it too short? I had it marked much longer, closer to the four dollar mark. No, I marked him three dollars. I think the two seventy is short, but he's a favourite, and I think he deserves to win. And I, I suspect that they, uh, the problem for him is he doesn't have a lot of gate speed, but they've got to use him up. They've got to try somehow. He's been going back. I went through all of his sectionals, right? Every race he's contested since coming to Australia has either been slowly run or extremely slowly run, and he's been getting back in them and finishing through the line. So the good news is for uh, his connections is that you've got plenty of horse left. He's never been busted. Yep. The problem is is you've got to find a way to get him to go forward in the race and take advantage of those slow tempos rather than being dictated to by them. Yeah, and it's going to be hard from Barry 8 today. Crosstalk. Is Crosstalk a horse that can bounce back? Was pretty average uh, first up. Now goes forward. Gets a relatively easy lead here. Cepheus is probably the only other horse in the race that can apply some pressure. The best version of Crosstalk, do you think can get the job done out in front? I do. I think he can. He's a handy horse. I'd be forgiving of that um, performance uh, first up. I think he's been set to come here second up, give this a bit of a shake and possibly try and win third up. He's uh, He won third up two preps ago, bolted in by three and three quarter lengths in a much easier race. It must be set on a heavy track. And then he wasn't too far off Bandersnatch, who I know you're giving a chance to in the Testarossa down at Caulfield uh, in the Doncaster prelude. That was uh, third up in a preparation. He's second up today, but if he wins, he's 100 to one with Sportsbet and an Epsom handicap. He'll Ooh. definitely back up. You know that. Gay will throw him in there. She loves a, a big Randwick mile. $101.26 you can get about him in futures markets. Love that play. Well, let's wrap this race up. I'm going to go a little bit of an exotic play here, mate. We'll go Flying Crazy, Waterford, Lions, Raw, and Cross Talk. 
for some exotics for the punters out there. We don't do many exotics, but this is a race that I'm happy to play some exotics in, mate. Yeah, okay, good on you. I'm going to have something on Lions Raw each way, and I'll probably have a Cornella with him and Waterford, who I do think is a pretty good animal. And we're going to take a break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we're going to talk to the man himself. He returns to race riding in just under seven days. He's Tommy Berry.